0: COVID-19, oh, we need a vaccine at this moment, it means everything, please
1: wear your mask and stay 60 bath, total shutdown, COVID-19. From the countdown clock for the end of 2020, it's two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Featuring Cleveland.com's homegrown hero for November, Sam Livingston. And now, two guys that we're pretty sure can count down backwards from 10 to 1. Ken Dworznick and Ted Klock.
2: Well, here we are once again, uh, episode 35, as we have our last show for 2020. I think Thank in many different God. ways, we're, we're very excited because this is ending... It means it's a, gonna be a new year for us. It's been very difficult, challenging for many of us in many different ways. But one thing that we do have, we do have a Cleveland Browns football team who's playing their biggest rival for an opportunity to go to the playoffs this coming week. Would you can would you think that's that. I think that's a great way to end 2020, don't you think? Yeah,
0: can't get any bigger than that, can it?
2: That's what she said. So, <clears throat> hey, how was your Christmas? It was absolutely outstanding, quiet. I like many people had a shovel, about a foot of snow on Christmas Day. <laughs> I had the opportunity to spend time with my kids and a one and her son, and it was very quiet. I unfortunately, wasn't able to see my parents or my brother or my sister who lives in Seattle, but uh, certainly had a very nice time. We did FaceTime and and obviously opened some gifts and things like that. But it was it was very nice. But how about yourself?
0: We had a fine time. Santa brought a lot of stuff. Did what did Santa bring for your kids? The highlight was a
2: Lego Baby Yoda whose oh name I think is Gogru, if I'm not mistaken. His real name is Gogru. That was the highlight. How about for your children?
0: The highlight was probably the Lego Millennium Falcon. Oh, geez. That's awesome. Yeah. My oldest son is more than halfway through it already.
2: Oh, my gosh. We're talking about the large one, right? The big one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this wow. Like
0: more than a thousand pieces, I think. We have a Lego table on our third floor that I was hoping our kids would use up there, but they haven't seemed interested in going up there. So we moved the Lego table downstairs and all kinds of building.
2: Well, let's be honest. That's a good problem to have. Legos are a great thing for kids. It really is.
0: Yeah. We got the Lego Millennium Falcon going. And then my middle son, I think he got like a fire station or something. Youngest son got some Legos too. And he's also doing some puzzles. It was Santa good to you personally.
2: Oh, you know, being a middle aged man, you don't expect much. I, I did get some nice gifts. Um, I guess it just kind of says that the person that I am now, I got some uh, bottles of bourbon. Um, yeah. I received a couple other items. I, I think the coolest gift I got, I don't know why we've had an issue at the house of finding something to light candles besides using a matchbook. So we always have these lighters, but they always run out. I got a lighter that you plug into like your computer or to an outlet. And it looks like you're ready to shock somebody. It's got like this purple little (laughs) electric line in it that you could light your candles with. It's really cool. I don't know. As I get older, I I don't necessarily remember all the gifts that I have. I just remember the time. You know what I mean? And we've talked about that before. And I can't tell you some of the gifts I got like five years ago. I I don't even remember. I do remember where I was at, but I don't remember the gifts.
0: Well, I'll tell you the most exciting part of Christmas this year was my middle son's extreme excitement as gifts were opened. He, more than the other two, was jumping and screaming and yelling and running. He was just so excited. It was, That's awesome. it was an awful lot of fun. Yeah. And then surprisingly, my brother-in-law for Christmas gave me his old Xbox One because he got a new Xbox, so oh, he cool. gave it to me. And then he gave me a couple games. Call of Duty, things like that. And I looked at him and I said, these are not children-appropriate games. And he looked at me and he said, these are not for your children. Oh, that's
2: outstanding.
0: But uh, coming up on the show, Cleveland.com's homegrown hero for November. Sam Livingston joins us. He served in the military. He's been a firefighter, a realtor, a business coach. And we'll talk to him about all of that. Then our fantasy football season It wrapped up this past weekend with our championship game. Aowyn Adams will join us to talk about it. And there's a team run by someone on this podcast that was in the title game. So we'll review it and start a new segment with Eowyn as well. Now, do you know where the expression barking up the wrong tree comes from? Well, you're going to find out when we do where did that come from. We also have a memorable sports moment in this week in Cleveland history. In Klopp's Clips, we have details on a unique way one man cleared snow from his driveway. And then finally, we have a little musical review of the year to end the show with. A new segment here now. Hey, Ken, here's some good news. The personal finance site WalletHub just released its best cities for Christmas rankings. 100 cities ranked and Cleveland came in at number 17. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Among the variables considered for the rankings, safety, traditions, and food, Cincinnati ranked one spot better than Cleveland at number 16, Durham, North Carolina, number one overall, Hialeah, Florida, just outside Miami. That's apparently a Grinchy spot. They ranked at number 100. Oh, my. Wow. But
2: that you don't want to go there.
3: That
0: is some good news.
3: Have you heard about Anchor? I'm not talking about the one for a boat. This is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything... You need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: Hear ye, hear ye.
3: Here we go
0: with a look at odd laws and how they came to be. The law this week comes from Indiana where law says it is illegal to ride a horse above 10 miles an hour. This comes as a result of high-speed horse races run several years ago and too dangerous to run at too high a speed.
2: Blah 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 blah. Blah blah blah.
3: blah blah blah. blah blah blah. blah blah blah. Blah blah
2: blah. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. All right, today's guest is a Medina resident who is a former Cleveland firefighter, a business coach, and a real estate agent who owns his own real estate group. He is also a community volunteer helping feeding Medina County in an annual turkey drive, and he also cleans gutters, trims hedges, and does home improvements at veterans' homes. The former Marine and Army Reserve last month was named the November Homegrown Hero by Cleveland.com. Let's talk with Sam Livingston. Sam, thanks for taking the time with us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's good to talk to you guys.
2: First of all, congratulations on your award. Absolutely deserved. You donate a lot of your time with Feeding Medina County. Talk about what is Feeding Medina County and how did you start getting involved?
1: Okay. Well, I'll start with feeding Medina County uh, as their purpose and their purpose as their director, Sandy Hinkle will say, is just trying to bridge the gap between the food insecure, what their needs are. So to me, that means you know a lot of things. When I first heard the the term, I thought it was a typical food bank, which are very important in in our communities, but they're not your typical food bank. They actually bring in food and distribute it among all kinds of food insecure, seniors, families, and children. So the way I got to know them is I enrolled in 2015 in leadership Medina County. And when you're in leadership, there's there's four or five projects, community projects that you can work with as a team. They break the class up. There's, there's 20 men, 20 women. So the people that gravitate towards certain projects are going to go there. And Feeding Medina County's project was to rehab or, or remodel the business space that they had at their, their former location, it it was atrocious for them to do anything out of. So I have a little bit of construction background, so it it resonated with me. And I was like, well, you know, they feed the hungry in some manner, even though I didn't know what they did, it it made sense. So that, that's, that was my introduction to feeding Medina County. And, And then I learned how robust their services are and they make sure that children are fed over the weekends when they might otherwise go without nutrition, you know, if they're on the school lunch program or whatever. So from there, my relationship just really built. Wow.
0: Well, you've certainly got your fingers in a lot of different spots here. Uh, Firefighter, in addition to what we just talked about, you also got into the real estate business and have your own realty group. And now you're a business coach. Can you talk about what that is and what you do as a business coach.
1: I look at business a little bit differently than some of your other uh, business coaches, and and I specialize with realtors and salespeople that are ten ninety nine. So it's small business coaching, and the reason that that really resonated with me is because when I became a realtor, I saw a lot of realtors making a lot of money and living broke, and it was because there's a great education system around specific things to do or how to do them but there's a big disconnect in how to run your own business and your own you know like hey you could be the greatest mechanic ever but if you can't run your books or you can't market and you can't do smart things with your cash flow then it's going to be a poor business so uh, that's really where i specialize is cash flow with um with the small business tax situations to make sure that they're, um, they're truly maximizing the money that they do bring in and things of that nature. One of the things that you
2: certainly know very well is the real estate market. It's been a very interesting past couple months to say the least. Can you talk a little bit about your real estate group and then what you're currently seeing in the Northeast Ohio sector when it comes to residential housing?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple things at play here. And I have been selling real estate licensed for 15 years now in Northeast Ohio. So I've seen the ebbs and the flows. And, uh, you know, I got licensed in, in late 06. So I got in the market at a hot time to quickly go into a very poor time to sell real estate. And I didn't know how bad it was because I was just coming to the office. And I remember my first partial year in real estate as a part time realtor, I sold 17 homes. And someone asked, how did you do that? And I said, well, no one told me I shouldn't. So it was a mindset thing for me. You know, people were like, I'm not doing so good. I'm like, well, did you ever consider why? So that kind of taught me that there's processes and systems that you should, doesn't matter what the market's doing, that you should employ within your business. Now, the last few months, uh, there's a culmination of a lot of things that has really pushed the market where it is. So we have a lot of sellers refinance their properties because the interest rates were so low. Now interest rates has driven everything. So what it did is it created a situation where sellers were doing cash out refinances or refinances just to reduce their, their interest payment monthly. And so what that did is it locked them into their houses for a longer period of time, because if you're going to refinance, it doesn't make sense to move. So those people refinanced instead of moving, some of them refinanced and did home improvements, With that money and now they're locked into those homes so those could have potentially been move up buyers or or change you know changing into another home so so that was one big part of removing some of the inventory then we also had sellers who are waiting obviously getting through these elections i don't think it was so much that people cared if it was trump or biden that was elected it was more of getting past whoever it was and having some certainty with moving forward. So that slowed things down and coupled that with the really low interest rates, we shoved a lot more buyers into the market. So all of those things has really driven the prices of of real estate up.
2: Sam, talk about the mentality that you have put together. It seems like from being in the army and certainly being a Marine and all that for every meeting, you're 15 minutes early. Are there other aspects that you take as you've learned through your life that you kind of incorporate in the business sector? What would you say are the keys to your success?
1: You know, the the Marine Corps really taught me about being fluid. Things are going to change. Things are going to change rapidly sometimes. There's a lot of unexpected. And so expecting the unexpected uh, is helpful. You certainly don't want to allow that to prevent you from planning, but you have to plan with contingencies in mind. And that's been helpful. And then the other, the biggest thing probably, and my coaching company is DTFW. That's an umbrella of my overall thing. And that DTFW says something about doing the work. And it (laughs) simply means no excuses, get up, put your boots on and do the work. No excuses. The, The thing I have three sons and the thing I told, I was actually with my middle son yesterday and I was talking to him about an excuse-driven society and an excuse-driven attitude. And there's a lot of that. And I'll tell you that there's a lot of bad things that have happened to me in my adult life. And out of all of them, I put myself in those situations 100% of the time. And being able to take that responsibility and not point fingers and say, you know, I made a bad decision there, or I didn't do the right thing there, or I said the wrong thing instead of pointing your fingers at the other people has made me successful because you get to learn from those mistakes.
3: Wow.
0: That's, that's great advice, not just for business, but for life. Well, with so many different things that you've been involved in, are there any new and unique projects on the horizon for you right now? Is it status quo? What's, what's next?
1: There's a few things. One, uh, I actually had a gentleman in a a little bit ago. We're going to work on something that's more around mindset for people, because it's a big part of my business is mindset. I think mindset is, it's the one thing that we can control more than, I can't control the markets. I can't control the interest rates. I can't control what the buyer attitude is or buyer confidence is, but I can certainly control my mindset around it. And then I can build a plan to work through it. So I see a lot of roadblocks that are mindset driven. So we're putting together something that is around the DTFW and around getting the work done and putting in the work in four pillars of your life. And that's body, business, being, and balance. And and when I look at those four things and, and making sure that those quadrants are all filled, I think business owners can really uh, do that. You know, the person who gets up and works out every day probably does a lot of things Appropriately, my business coach says, and I know it's not his quote, but he quotes it all the time is the way we do anything is the way we do everything. So, I do have some things coming on the horizon. I signed a, an NDA, so I won't talk very specifically about the program, but I've got that. And then in January, I'm launching Profit First for the Entrepreneur Digital Program. And, and Profit First is a book by Mike Mikalowicz, it talks about cash flow within your business. This is probably the biggest disconnect I see with a small business owner is the way they manage their cash flow or their complete lack of managing their cash flow. So Profit First is a certified program, and I wrote the digital program specifically for the small business owner that wants to get in front of that.
2: Sam, really appreciate the time. Outstanding information. Uh, once again, congratulations on your award being the November Homegrown Hero by cleveland.com. One final question for you. Can you join us for our game time segment?
1: Absolutely.
0: Here we go with where'd that come from? We examine a common expression in its history. This week, it's barking up the wrong tree. This refers to hunting dogs that may have chased their prey up a tree. The dogs bark, assuming that the prey is still in the tree, but the prey is no longer there. Thus, they are barking up the wrong tree. Now you know where that came from.
4: <laughs>
0: Fantasy football. Green <laughs> Edison. One more fantasy football segment for the season. Chancellor Klopp here, joined by last year's champion, Eowyn Adams, and Ken Dworznick. Eowyn, how was your Christmas? It was very nice. How about you? Oh, it was wonderful. Wonderful. Did you personally get any unique or notable gifts? Unique or notable?
4: Um, Ken got me some nice wireless headphones, which was A great gift. My son, what the heck did he buy
0: me? Uh, well, obviously memorable is uh, the descriptor for these gifts.
4: Oh, 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 a rice, I'm sorry, a rice maker. Yeah, you can never get that pesky rice correct on the stovetop, so.
0: And have you made any rice since receiving the rice maker? I have not.
4: I'm going to make some this evening.
0: All right, well, we'll have to uh, check back in and see how that goes now on with the fantasy football talk we mentioned in the open that someone on this podcast was in the fantasy football championship for our league Anyone would you care to uh let everybody know who that is since you're the reigning and defending champion
4: so it looks like turf toes is the new champion for 2020 Uh, and who manages the turf toes that would be the chancellor of our league. So congratulations on
2: that, Deb, Congrats! I thank know you. this is probably one of the highlights that you have in your life right now. Can you make a speech?
0: I'd like to thank all the little people, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, the Smurfs. The list you could know, go on, but I'll stop there. Oh, my wife. Uh, if we're talking about little people. I'll mention my wife.
4: <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, this is the second year in a row that no punt intended. Has been in the championship games.
2: Yeah. Is he like, I think, unfortunately, that person is like the Buffalo Bills. They just lose in the championship game.
4: Now I'd like to be in the
2: championship game, but I didn't make it.
4: Not like me. I I won last year and then I came in eighth, which is really bad, but I'm still going in my other league. I actually think I'm going to take out the uh, first seed. So I think I'll play in the championship in that league.
2: Chancellor, I was also disappointed. You didn't thank one of your individual players who I think is specifically carried your team the past couple of weeks that would be Delvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings I'm I'm disappointed you did not thank him
0: well I was thanking little people now Delvin Cook he has been a major contributor to my team and yeah. again this week he did quite well he didn't do ridiculously well but he put in a a solid if not a superb effort scoring me 14 and a half points Deshaun Watson with 32.6 and I changed things up because James Robinson for the Jaguars was out. So I put CD lamb in at my flex position and he scored me 20.4 points. So I was pretty happy with that move. Good call on that. Thank you. You look like, you know right, what you're doing. So I will. Uh, thank you. I will uh, continue to bask in my glory here, but anyone will probably still have you back to uh, talk about fantasy football since you're now a former champion. Do you have any knowledge, Eowyn? To, are there any special plans for you and Ken to ring in the new year? Uh, no, not really.
4: Um, okay. <laughs> we're going to be at home, so it'll be a low-key new year this year. Okay. How about you? Uh, How about you, Chad?
0: How are you going to bring in the new year? If I'm awake at midnight, I'm lucky. I was going to say, are you going to make it to the new year? Well, Here's something to think about. Speaking of the new year, January 1st at 12.01, hindsight will truly be 2020. There you go. All right, Aya Well, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) And fantasy football-wise, better luck next year. Hey, I'm still going in my other league, so... uh... I, I I'm other league. We're talking about this league here. The one that I won.
4: Hey, one one out of two isn't bad, but congratulations,
0: Ted. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. I'm sorry, who?
4: <laughs> Chancellor. <pull
3: her. laughs> Fantasy. Football. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy.
0: Football. <Green> <laughs> 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 hey won
4: Cleveland! This is for you!
2: Ted, your favorite segment, hands down, from when we do the podcast. This week in Cleveland history, we move to December 12th, 1969. Was that your freshman year of high school? You know, you're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same joke every week. Dallas Cowboy kicker Mike Clark is most remembered for his efforts against the Browns, a playoff game. Clark attempted an onside kick against the Browns, but missed the ball. Clark received an offside penalty as a result. On the next kick attempt, Clark got another penalty because his second onside kick attempt didn't go 10 yards. Boy, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's certainly uh, extremely memorable for Mike Clark. I do see remember seeing replays of that. Obviously, I was I was not around during that time. But
0: uh, oh, I thought you were time for you Mike. Know. <clears throat> oh,
2: yeah, I was a, I was a freshman as well.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's not what you want to be remembered for.
2: I have never seen in the NFL and in college football so many different things going on with the kicking game. I mean, specifically with the Browns, they've had some struggles with their kicker. And I watched the game this past week when they're playing the Jets. And the kicker for the Jets is Sam Ficken. He used to play for Penn State. He was a pretty good kicker. He made a field goal. And then the next play for the kickoff, he kicks it out of bounds. I saw that, yeah. What is just one of the worst things you can do? And it gives the ball to the Browns at the 40-yard line. I'm
0: just thinking, what is going on here? It's crazy. And these are professionals.
2: I Well, yes, just like us. So.
0: Well, okay. Uh, but maybe we should put that in quotes.
2: But, yeah, what a very interesting this week in Cleveland history as Dallas Cowboy kicker Mike Clark gets back-to-back penalties on attempting a kickoff.
0: Cleveland! This is for you! Ted Klopp here for Westminster AV. You've heard me talk about their top-notch rental services, but don't take my word for it. Here are some Google reviews. The Ohio Society of Association Executives says not only do they meet every need we have, they anticipate additional services and requests that we have had and are always prepared. The Westside Catholic Center says the elements they added to our event enhanced every aspect of the evening. Very easy to work with, incredibly knowledgeable, and made adjustments on the fly. Whether you are planning a virtual or an in-person event, Westminster AV should be your first call for dependable, professional audiovisual equipment rentals. Call today 216-325-6960. Again the number 216 216-
3: 325 6960. Oh no, not a dad joke.
2: So my son asked me to put the dog out. I said, I didn't know he was on fire.
3: That joke was horrible.
2: For our game time segment, today's guest Sam Livingston will compete with Ted Klopp in a game called Who Said That Cleveland. I'll read a quote from someone connected to Cleveland. I will then give you multiple choice answers for the quote. There will be a total of three quotes. Whoever gets the most quotes correct will be the winner. Today's winner will receive a bag of virtual hugs courtesy of two middle aged men in Cleveland. (laughs) These hugs can be given and accepted by anyone at any time. So, big prize for you guys today. Yeah, okay. Are we ready for the first quote? Sure. I started off as a juggler. I used to do a half-hour show on the weekends to make money as a kid. Then I went to Cleveland, Ohio in 1983 to the International Jugglers Competition Junior Division and came in second. So that was my first job, being a juggler. Who said this? Number one, actress Halle Berry. Number two, singer, dancer, and director, Joel Gray. Number three, Drew Carey. And number four, actor, Patrick Dempsey. Once again, the quote is, I started off as a juggler. I used to do a half-hour show on the weekends to make money as a kid. Then I went to Cleveland, Ohio in 1983 for the International Jugglers Competition Junior Division and came in second. So that was my first job being a juggler. Is that Halle Berry, Joel Gray, Drew Carey, or Patrick Dempsey, the actor? Sam, you're a guest, you get the first guess.
1: Well, I'm gonna rule out Halle Berry, a just from age. And I I wanna say Drew Carey when you first before we got the I don't know if he's old enough, so I'm gonna go with someone I don't know, Joel Gray.
0: Joel Gray. Well, I'm going to I'm going to eliminate the same two people that Sam eliminated for the same reasons. But I'm going to go with uh, Patrick Dempsey. I think Joel Gray. I think he's older, so I think it's Patrick Dempsey. But I, I'm I'm just you know spitballing here.
2: Okay, well, the actual correct answer is Patrick Dempsey. Ted, you got it correct. Yes. You must be feeling it in the zone because we've struggled with this game before.
0: Oh so yeah. I, we well, have one to nothing. You give guys, me we'll enough, go to quote, quote number two, give me enough clues and I'll get it right. You got it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sam's thinking this is completely rigged. Yep. I can just see it in his face. He's like, this is so rigged. Yep. All right. Quote number two, playing in front of the greatest fans in the NFL is easily the greatest honor that I've had in my 11 year career. I hope I was able to make you guys proud in the way that I was always proud when I told people boldly that I am a Cleveland Brown. Was that Jim Brown, Paul Warfield, Joe Thomas,
0: or Bernie Kosar? Ted, you go first this time. I almost blurted this out. I am 99% that this is Bernie Kosar.
1: Okay. Sam? Well, that's disheartening that he's 99% because I was thinking Joe Thomas.
0: Oh, I could be wrong.
1: I'm going to go with Joe Thomas even like Joe it, Thomas. It, he okay. saying
2: the correct answer is actually Joe Thomas. <laughs> well, Joe Thomas is correct. You see what
0: 99% gets you? <laughs> that All just right. sounded like something that Bernie Kosar would have said right after he got cut by uh, our favorite coach. But okay.
2: <laughs> Alright, final one. My first job at Gleason's Bar on East 55th in Cleveland, I was making $800 a week when I was making $92 a week with overtime at the automobile plant. Who said that? Would that be Machine Gun Kelly, singer Tracy Chapman, singer Chuck Berry, or singer Joe Walsh? Once again, my first job at Gleason's Bar on East 55th in Cleveland was $800 a week. And then when I was making $92 a week with overtime at the automobile plant. Machine Gun Kelly, singer Tracy Chapman, singer Chuck Berry, or singer Joe Walsh. Sam, you are up first this time.
1: I'd love to say it's Tracy Chapman just because you, never, you don't hear her name often enough. But I don't think she's old enough to only make that amount of money. Uh, I know it's not Machine Gun Kelly because he's probably half my age. I'm going to go – so Chuck Berry could be a great one, but I'm going to go with Joe Walsh.
0: Joe oh, Walsh. Okay. Ted? I am 0% sure on this one. I'll just go with Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Okay.
2: The final answer is actually Chuck Berry. So, <laughs> Ted, you pulled that one out there. I don't know how, how about that one, but – I'll be honest with you, I did tough. like Sam's answer though. Sam's answer was very good too, Joe Walsh. So some amazing artists we've had. So uh, Ted, congratulations. You get the virtual hugs. You can give some to uh, Sam, our, our guest today. So if you no, I it, feel that, like- No, I
1: feel like he's the full winner.
2: Yeah. Sam, there you go. thank you so much. Before we let you go here, want to talk about Realty Group. How can people get a hold of you if they're interested in some business coaching or anything like that?
1: Well, I try to make it easy without phone numbers that people have to remember. And I house everything on my main site. There's a lot of different things that are on there. So if you go to samsonfire.com, you can find out more about my profit first. You can read my bio. You can look at Northeast Ohio real estate. There's just a plethora of things that you can do there. So it's at samsonfire.com.
2: Well, Sam, appreciate it. First of all, I wanted to wish you a happy new year as we move into 2021. I think for many of us, We're hoping for a better year than this past. I would think so.
1: (laughs) I'm hoping.
0: (laughs) And thank you for your service.
1: Oh, thank you for saying so. The most trusted name in journalism, Klopp's Clips.
0: Clop, clop, clip, clippity, cloppity, clippity, clop. Here we go with this week's collection. Neela Zizzer is a former Miss Earth New Zealand and a medical student. Now she can add a Guinness World Record to her list of accolades. The 20 year old now holds the record for most chicken nuggets consumed in one minute. She woofed down 298 grams, that's 10 and a half ounces. Or, if you're counting actual nuggets, she ate 16 in 60 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Miss Earth, <laughs> eating 16 nuggets in a minute. Wow,
2: How many nuggets do you think you can get down? Not in a minute, but just, say, let's say, in a half hour.
0: 20.
2: Yeah, I think I'm about right there, too.
0: <laughs> Miss Earth, eating chicken nuggets. I don't know. Hey, the mayor of Paris, France, Anne Hidalgo, has been fined for promoting too many women to senior positions in the city's government. France's public ministry enforces this law and the fine for promoting more than 60% of one gender to senior positions. The fine for the city was 90,000 euro or about $110,000.
2: Wow, they're not fooling around over there. Jeez.
0: I guess I can understand why we have to have the rules. It's just unfortunate. Why can't we just pick the best people?
2: That's a great question. I, I don't, I don't understand that either. I don't
0: care if it's yet. a man, if it's a woman. I don't care what color they are, what gender they are, where, where they're from. If they can do the job best, why can't they just have the job?
2: Well, that would make sense. Unfortunately, in many different areas, and it could be the case here. People are hiring friends and family. That's what happens, yep.
0: unfortunately. A man dressed as Santa was going out to fly on a powered parachute when he got tangled up in power lines. Happened in Rio Linda, California, shortly after takeoff. A man was trying to deliver candy canes to children in the area. Power had to be shut off to about 200 homes during the rescue. Presidents say the man has flown in the area before, but this is the first time he... Had a problem. Not what you're looking for. Trying
2: to be cool and Santa in a parachute, but if you don't know what you're doing, it's probably more important that you're alive as opposed to getting tangled up in those power lines and something bad happening.
0: I heard he did an interview with the uh, newspaper afterwards. They asked him for his thoughts on getting tangled up. He said he was shocked. <clears throat> we saw plenty of snow fall on Christmas in Cleveland here. Down in Florida, they had a different problem, falling iguanas. Temps oh. in South Florida dropped to the 30s, and the cold-blooded reptiles become immobile in chilly weather, causing them to fall from their perches. Fortunately, the iguanas are still alive, just simply immobile.
2: Just falling off the trees. Just, they down. just kind of get stiff as boards and just fall down. Wow, I didn't know that, that happened. Interesting. But they're still alive. Yeah.
0: They're not dead. They're just nope. shocks. Okay. Well, no, that was the last story. Oh, I, I get confused. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of snowfall, a Kentucky man used an unconventional method to clear snow from his driveway. Timothy Browning wore a white bathrobe, socks, slippers, and a hat, just like Cousin Eddie from the movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He wore the outfit and then used a flamethrower to get rid of the snow in his driveway. Oh, boy. Video of the event has gone viral and shows Browning chugging a beer as he fires the flamethrower.
2: That's, I, I think he's waiting for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, too. I think he's ready. Can you imagine seeing that next door if that was your neighbor? Genius. Yeah, I think so, too.
0: You warm everything up, you get it done quick. Heck, you might not even have to go that far outside.
2: I think the only issue you got to worry about is making sure your car's not in the drive. So. Well,
0: that could be a problem, yes. We will flame out with this week's collection of Pops Clips. We're wrapping up not just the show, but we're wrapping up 2020. Thank goodness. Do you have any thoughts as 2020 comes to a close and we finish out our final show of the year?
2: I have some comments. I, I will keep it extremely clean. Uh, obviously, this is a family-friendly show. On a serious note, I'm just looking forward to the the next year. I know in many different ways, certainly personally. And then for many folks, it's just been very rough. And we're looking forward, put a bow on 2020, and let's just move forward to 2021.
0: That's where I'm at. I think that's a good way to put it. We're going to end with a little musical review of the year to the tune of Thanks for the Memory, kind of ironic there. And before we do so, Ken, let me just say Happy New Year.
2: Ted, Happy New Year to you and your family. Complete pleasure looking forward to working with you on this podcast in 2021. And I know we have some great ideas and some great guests coming up. And Ted, don't forget, we're just two middle aged men from Cleveland.
0: No, thanks. For the memory of coronavirus, quarantining all of us, and ever changing rules like being kicked in the family jewels, how ugly it was. No thanks for the memory of so many that we lost and jobs the virus cost. Put your mask on, please. Social distancing we need. So 2020, we say.
1: Two middle aged men in Cleveland is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And by Westminster AV custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.